When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Y'all, I know the episode is late, but look, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know I've been fighting for my life out in these streets, okay? My, look, 85% of the country has felt this Arctic storm that just blew through, okay? Y'all, it's snow all on the ground. My Wi-Fi been out. Cable been out. I just been up here living like a nomad. Child, I might as well be living in Salt Lake City like these halfers I'm going to talk about tomorrow, okay? It, 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 it's a lot right now, but the most important thing is... I'm here, okay? I'm here. I want to talk about a couple of rumors that have been circulating online that you know I have a lot of thoughts about. And then I want to talk about the first couple of episodes of The Traders. Y'all, I am loving this season of The Traders. I don't know what I would have done had Donnie from the I Am The Cute One podcast had not threatened me via text message to watch this. I am kind of... I'm kind of obsessed. All of my reality TV girlies are there. We got some Ekansue, some Bergie, the Housewives, Dan Giesling and Janelle, my king and queen of Big Brother. I'm loving it. Now, look, I'm going to talk about the Housewives on. I'm doing kind of a, a two part episode. This is the first part. I want to talk about traders and some rumors. And then I'm going to talk about two parts of the Salt Lake City reunion. And then maybe some maybe some Beverly Hills, some other things that tie into it. But we'll get into that on the next episode. OK. Before you jump into this episode, though, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know I love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. I said, brr, it's cold in here. I can't get out my driveway because it's ice everywhere. I said, brr, bitch, listen, that damn snowstorm did me. And y'all know anytime, baby, if the wind shake, the, the earth move, anything, anything happen, my damn Wi-Fi cable, everything go out. Luckily, this time I was able to keep me a little piece of power, okay? I was able to keep some power. I was able to watch a little bit of TV with my hotspot. But, baby, 
That cable in there was gone. I couldn't do no damn episodes. And now y'all know me. My episodes be late, but damn it, I make up for it, okay? I'm going to try to get y'all two episodes this week if I can. Listen, I, <laughs> I'm going through it, okay? I'm, I'm trying to get back on track. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going through it, okay? But I'm, 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 I'm all right. Um, I wanted this episode, I want to have some fun. I want to have some fun with all the shit this week. I want to talk about uh, some rumors. I want to talk about... Clayton in that damn uh, interview he did with Nick Vial, Vial, Valentine, whatever the fuck that man name is. Uh, I want to talk about the Traders, which is new favorite show. Love it, love it, love it. I was not feeling season one. I'll talk about that later, but that that was that wasn't my group of girlies. Okay, they whoever did the casting for this season, baby, they got it right. We gonna go through the cast members and everything. Don't we talk about it? But I'm thinking I'm gonna make this a two part episode because I think I want to talk about. Salt Lake City Reunion Parts 1 and 2. I think I'm going to do it on a whole separate episode, okay? So y'all might get those the like next day after you get this episode. So y'all just make sure y'all go like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. Do all of those, you know, uh, beautiful things that you do to the people that you do, okay? Let's just hop into it because at this point, I got I got a couple lost ground. I've been uh shivering like a goddamn Eskimo. Well, I guess Eskimos are used to this. It, see, let me tell you something. All of this shit, this winter storm, this is Jodie Foster's fault, okay? We didn't know, we knew that a new season of True Detective was coming, but her ass just had to do it in Alaska. See, that's the goddamn problem right there. Didn't nobody tell you to do this shit in Alaska. That your ass took your ass up there, and now I'm up here shivering in the cold, watching you shiver in the cold, too. I don't like that kind of shit, but it was a good-ass episode. Y'all watch True Detective? I love me some True Detective. I love, well, okay. Love season one, love season three with Mahershala, and I'm loving this season so far. We we don't talk about two too often. We we don't talk about two. I'm gonna go back from the beginning and watch all of them. Okay, we don't talk about two too often, but two, you know, it just it 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 it, it, it saved it 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 you know. It 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 had the guy from Friday Night Lights and we love him, okay? That's about all I can give. And it had Colin Farrell, okay? He had clothes on, that's unfortunate, but you know it had Colin Farrell. That's that's all right, that's all you need to know. Um, you know, last time we saw Colin no, that was <laughs> not me bringing up old shit. That was not the last time we saw Colin Farrell. I was about to say in that damn sex tape. Somebody posted that sex tape the other day when I was scrolling on Twitter. I said, Now y'all some low down people. I watched it, but y'all some low down people. Um, let me just go ahead. You know what? I think I want to talk about the rumors first, because there was a big rumor that exploded the past week online, and y'all know it's my favorite topic to talk about. I got to talk about it. Baby, let's take it down to Atlanta. Let's go and take us a trip on Peachtree. Let's go and get us a little bit of peach tea, and let's let's talk about the things, okay? So let me kind of give a... I want to address something that that nobody asked me to address. <laughs> but you know, I feel the need to talk about some shit sometime. Um, you know, when you do stuff for a certain amount of time, you like build relationships and connections and stuff like that. Y'all know that's the reason I don't go in on a lot of housewives the way other people do. Because one, well, the main reason is I like to watch them from a fun perspective. So like, this is a podcast you come to when you want to laugh about the housewives, not when you want to like just tear down and make fun of the housewives. I'm really not, that's not my MO. That's not really what I do, even though I could, because I got some strong opinions about a lot of people, but I don't like that. There's enough negativity out there. Not really my jam. And 
if you do this for so long, you tend to build connections and just like kind of relationships with a lot of people. Y'all know I've had, I've built connections with a lot of reality TV stars that I've had on here that I've talked to for so long and then asked them on and they've come on or I've done something for them. Like whatever the case is, y'all know I've been to Akeisha's restaurant. She invited me to a restaurant up in um, New York when I was up there. Akeisha from Bell Collective. I've had Robin on. I, I love me some Robin Dixon. Love Giselle. You know, I, I love a lot of different housewives but the same is also true for the production companies and the production teams behind the scenes that you know those are the people that don't really get the praise but they always get the hate when something goes wrong and so if you remember i you, well you i think i've talked about this before either on my podcast or emily's podcast one of the two because you know me and emily talk about atlanta week to week when it's on but i i i like the team that uh is doing Atlanta and Potomac. Now, the show, I, I, I can be fair and say that the show isn't what it used to be, but I never said that it was going to be because, you know, the cast is different. Everyone has nostalgia. It's just not ever going to be, or a little to, you know, Atlanta Housewives was the standard. It's never going to be what it was in the eyes of the fans just because of nostalgia alone. If you see an old episode, you will immediately forget how much you love a new season and be like, damn, this used to be so good. Why is it not this anymore? You know, and that goes, that's across the board. So that's just, that is what it is. But I really like them like as people. They're very nice. They're all, they love the love that we show them online and all this kind of stuff. So like very nice people. So I don't, I don't like doing rumors like this just because, uh, you know, it's icky. But one of the things that exploded this past week was Eric Fuller of the Real Housewives of Potomac, Real Housewives of Atlanta. His production company does both of those. He's a showrunner for both. And he, you know, he was a Carlos King protege. You know, he came up in the school. You know, he's been on the show for, you know, a while. He's taken over the reins. You know, he's over both of those shows. And you've, if you've watched these shows, you've seen him on camera a few times, too. Like when Giselle brought her concerns to Candace about uh, Chris and her in a, a closed room or whatever, like in a door room with the door closed. Then she went over and she talked to Eric. That was the producer. That's what I'm talking about. It kind of exploded because apparently on his LinkedIn... He said, hi, everyone. I'm looking for a new role and would appreciate your support. Thank you in advance for any connections, advice, or opportunities you can offer. Hashtag open to work. And so, so I, one of the pages posted that, you know, they're like this very interesting, you know, I think they're basically speculating that Bravo gave him his notice. And so we're assuming that includes the entire production team that they're going to clear house and make way for somebody else. We don't really know yet, though. We don't know. Uh, but that's that's the biggest thing that kind of led to those producers. Um, it's very unfortunate that both Potomac and Atlanta are in the situation that they're in. Because Potomac, you know me, I, I love me some Potomac. I go up for Potomac. But as much as like this season isn't good to watch on camera, you know I've never seen it for the Potomac fans. Something happened around season, uh, somewhere around season five when the fight happened. Somewhere around this season, it really, the fan base got really, really nasty. And I just, it's, it's very, I told you, 
there are two fan bases I don't fool with at all, and that's Jersey and that's Potomac. I don't like either one of the fan bases. They both get incredibly nasty. They want everybody on the cast to hurt and suffer as much as they can. I'm like, girl, go find a grass. Go get <laughs> I was about to say something else. Let me not say that. Uh, just go outside and touch grass because it's a lot, it's too much going on for y'all to be like disinvested in these people's lives and really trying to like prey on their downfall. It's a lot. Them fan bases are really different. So that's one of the reasons I've been really turned off by Potomac for the past couple of seasons, honestly. But at least on screen, it's been fun to watch because, you know, Giselle and Robin, they keep up mess. Ashley usually keeps up mess. Mia is becoming somebody that keeps up a whole lot of mess and fun. And, you know, it just, it's, it's really what it is. I, I like the mess. I like the stuff. I don't like the, the fence riding or the, you know, the always, uh, what is it? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I like a particular type of mess on my reality TV. And they usually give it to me. This season, everyone is kind of taking a back seat. And I haven't watched Potomac in, I don't think, a month and a half of episodes. Like, I think I stopped up episode four. I couldn't do NECA and Wendy both were driving me up the wall. I couldn't do it anymore. Everybody and their mama had an opinion about everything going on. Giselle wouldn't even say nothing, and people were blaming this on her. And I was like, Chad, this this too much. Like, I, I, I got to go because I kind of hate engaging in this conversation around Potomac. Well, he, I don't know how long he's been a showrunner for both, but he had maybe the past two seasons for both shows. And I'm, I guess, I don't know. People, people have kind of a difference of opinion about him looking for work, like what this means. Like some are saying that, you know, duh, he's a producer. He can be looking for other things while a show is on hiatus. Like he's not just bound to Bravo. He can do other things. So that makes a lot of sense to me too. But then I'm also, it feels like Atlanta is really trying to figure out some stuff. Atlanta's really trying to like say, hey, what are we doing next season? Why is we doing it next season? Like, we'll see, you know, what we doing. You know, so they really trying to figure out what's going on. And as a true day one Atlanta fan, I can really appreciate that. But we've had some of the housewives kind of come out and say that they don't really know what's going on either. And that's kind of concerning in a way. So Candy, I think, was the first one to say something. I think she was doing some kind of one of the lives. I don't think it was an Amazon live, but it was it was something where she was answering questions from people. And when the, the you know the topic of when is Atlanta coming back came up, she said that nobody's gotten contracts and their Bravo is tripping. Child, you know that that's a lot coming from Candy. Candy is normally like, you know, that's that's kind of Bravo's golden child. Like you can always count on Candy for a good business. You can count on Candy to not bash the network. You can talk about, you know, if Candy wants some changes, she goes to them and she enacts change, you know. So she she's a different kind of housewife. Everybody else really kind of throws mud and sees what sticks when they get mad, that kind of stuff. But Candy isn't really that kind of housewife. She's not a spiteful housewife. So her saying that they're tripping, that kind of speaks volumes to me. Now, we can we can kind of view this a couple of different ways. So Candy, on one hand, obviously has one of the busiest schedules of any of the housewives. Candy is booked and busy. That lady is shooting God knows how many different shows, be having stuff on Broadway, got a thousand different businesses. Uh, still, her pen game is strong for the music. So Candy has a ton 
always going on, always going on. So I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, is she trying to get them to hurry up and make a decision so that like she can actually get her schedule down and she can figure out what's going on? Or is this her way of saying that, y'all, I think I'm out of here. It's not working out the way it needs to work out. Like we, I don't know. But it might, look, it's a lot of things we can do with Atlanta. <sighs> but I don't, I don't know how invested I am in the idea of a reboot. We're going to talk about a reboot in a minute, but just know I'm not on board with a reboot. Before I get there, though, Sheree also said that uh, she was doing an interview with somebody. I, I, look, I'm so bad about this shit. I need to start knowing, like, the name of the people these folk doing interviews with. I just do not be caring, child. I'll see a quick clip, and then I'll scroll on and go on about my business, child. I'm trying to see what the hell going on on Variety. Who the hell y'all interviewing now? What's going on? What's T? Who got a new movie coming out? Like, I'll be, I'll be on some other things. But anyway, Sheree said that, to her understanding, they're still looking for new people. Now, I'm guessing she meant they were auditioning new housewives, but I don't know if she meant new production, too. I don't know what it is. Maybe both. I really don't know. And I don't think Sheree asked no either. Then we, I'm going to get into Sheree a little later on because I'm going to talk about the traitors. Sheree, you, <laughs> Sheree can go. That's what I'm going to say right now. Sheree can damn go. Let's talk about this idea. How do we want to proceed with the Atlanta Housewives? Potomac, you know what? I, I, I don't know what Potomac. You know, my my idea for Potomac is very simple. I said go back to the basics that work. Because in my mind, season four was the best Potomac season ever. I don't know if they'll ever get back to that. But that season was so good. Everybody was so messy. Everybody was so checked in. It was so good. Well, Monique wasn't really checked in. She was pregnant, though. But we won't hold that against her. But I just, I feel like get back to the OGs. And everybody else can go. I'm sorry. Get back to Giselle, Robin, Karen, uh, Ashley, and then put some new girls around them. We need to try something new because this formula that's currently working ain't working. Now I know y'all want. I know y'all uh, all of a sudden love Dr. Wendy, and you <laughs> you know when I loved her, y'all didn't love her, but now that I don't like her, now y'all love. Her. You know y'all want some. Y'all be on some different shit. And you know what? It's not even that I don't like Dr. Wendy. I just don't think Dr. Wendy is for reality TV, if that makes sense. You know, it's a special brand of housewife that, like, everything kind of comes across is contrived a little bit. And I think Wendy's trying to give us what she thinks we want to see. And, no, I feel like a lot of people don't want to give us, like, their authentic selves on reality TV anymore. Everybody kind of comes in saying, oh, well, let me see, what kind of show this? Oh, it's like the Atlanta Housewives? Okay, well, I guess I'll be the the candy type. I got a lot of money. I got a lot of businesses. I'll do this. Oh, you going to be candy? Okay, well, I guess I'll be the NeNe type. I'll come in. I'll shade. I'll be loud. I'll be rude. I'll do this. Ooh, not me reading, NeNe. NeNe, I'm sorry. <laughs> NeNe, I did not mean to read you. That was an accidental read, okay? I'm sorry. I'll be the Porsche. I'll be the Kenya. Nobody just wants to be regular old Sally Jane. Nobody wants to be that anymore on reality TV and... It's a detriment across all networks, all platforms. It just is what it is. Authenticity is few and far between now on reality TV. And you know what? Whatever. We have something we have to deal with. Whatever. But I just, I don't know. I I did not care in the slightest bit about NECA versus Wendy in these episodes. I, I just didn't care. I didn't care at all. I hated the fact that nobody on the cast was really talking to each other because they all hate each other. The only, like, 
scene that I think I liked in the first couple episodes that I watched. I love the scene with Mia and Gordon where Mia's actually opening up and, you know, actually has a story to tell. You know what Mia can come back to? Ooh, child. Y'all gonna call me colors. I just realized that's a whole lot of high... <laughs> a whole lot of high yellow helpers. Uh, but then, I, I don't know. I, you know me, I uh, go up for Candace, but every time I see something, like somebody posts some tweets from Candace, I'm like, girl, I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. And that's really harsh, but I, I don't give a fuck. Like, Candace, what are you talking? Like, well, I don't care. Like, I just, maybe that's just where I am with Potomac right now. I used to love him, but now I just don't give a, f like, every time, can I just need to say this because I, you know, it behooves me that, and, like, girl, I get it. We all got degrees, baby. We got, we all got degrees. Like, I don't care. It's just every time I look up, and how dare you say, I don't care. And then when I did, I don't care. I just don't care oh my god i don't know i don't know i would look if i wouldn't even be opposed to candace coming back though if candace could one want to be there because the, the episodes i was watching she wasn't around at all i think that's changed because they went on this long ass austin trip that didn't need to be that damn long but i don't know they all went on this you know i don't care I don't care. Do whatever the hell y'all want to Potomac. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Do whatever the hell you want to Potomac. Atlanta is where I'm concerned, okay? Let's talk about Atlanta. Now, Atlanta. <laughs> the idea of rebooting Atlanta scares the living helicopter out of me. It does. It scares the hell out of me. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't think y'all go find six women that can do this job the way any of their predecessors have. I don't think you could be able to find it. It's going to be an entirely different show, which might be okay. See, I, it, it worked well with New York because New York never felt like they were in New York. That never felt like that group of girls. Like, when I think of New York City, I think of the current cast of New York. I would have never thought of those stuffy-ass uh, women that were there at first, them, oops, I, don't make me read them people. I don't, you know, I've never seen it for them girls. I just, I, I don't see it for them. But I, I think about these, so like this reboot worked because it's like, okay, this is who I imagine when I think of New York. This cast is one we can grow with, who can deliver. We can add some new flavor in there. We can get some, you know, get some little talent in there who needs to do the things. Let me tell you something. If they had them a, Oh, this is so bad. If they had them a Monica Garcia <laughs> over there in New York, baby, they'll really be shooting off. I like this New York cast the way it is, though, but they definitely need to add somebody in next season that's not afraid to get some shit started because I want to see some shit get started, okay? The way they all got this underlying, uh, 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 what's it called, underlying beef between them now, and I just think they need somebody that knows how to really get shit started. Uh, uh, just generally messy motherfucker okay that every cast needs just somebody that just wakes up and it's a mess that's what you need somebody just wake up and ah, mess just mess just that's the first thing on their mind how can i cause havoc in anybody else's life today that's the kind of reality tv star we need and every cast needs one right now they don't have one and that's all they need they just need that atlanta i would not be confident with an atlanta reboot I would not be confident with an Atlanta reboot. Atlanta is filled with um, sorry, all my Atlanta listeners. 
don't be mad at me. I've been in Atlanta a thousand times. I have a lot of friends that live in Atlanta. I'm just telling you what I know, okay? Atlanta is filled with some of the thirstiest people in the world, and you will not be able to find somebody that hasn't been practicing for this their entire lives. It's not going to come across well. The The reads going to be rehearsed. The shade ain't going to give what they think the shade is giving. It just, it's, it's not going to work. I think, like I've been saying this whole time, I think they need to, they need to clean house on Atlanta, but they need to keep what we know. In my mind, I'm sorry, Sheree can go. Sheree is the most fired, <laughs> the most fired housewife in history. She can come back another time. Right now, we got to think about what's best for the show. Sheree, you got to go. Sheree got, unless Sheree just starts like really, you know, doing what needs to be done on the traders. But Sheree ain't even like, Sheree is in the background of the trade. I'm going to talk about the traders in a little while, okay? Because I loved the first couple episodes of the traders that we got. We've gotten three episodes so far. I've watched all three episodes twice now. I love them episodes. The traders, those are those girls, okay? Mostly because this cast does what it needs to do. I don't need, I'm sorry, I don't need half people I don't know, half people we do. No, give me all people that we should know, okay? That's, that, that's good with me. Give me New York Tiffany Pollard next time. Give me Lanithia Monique Leakes. Give me Hosseline Hernandez. Give me, uh, <laughs> oh, they gonna be mess, mess, mess. Give me Miss Juicy. Get, listen, we can, I can make a cast for y'all for season three. Don't play with me. If anybody at Peacock is listening to this, I can make you a cast, okay? Do not play with me, baby. We'll bring a beer on there. Uh, what other shows we want? Baby, Abby Lee Miller, uh, roll her ass up in there. Rolling Ray, as a matter of fact, because we need, she, she, you know what, let me <laughs> Bobby Lights, baby. We go. I'm going to get it started on Traders 3, okay? I, I'm going to help you do what you need to do with Traders 3. I'm just saying. Anyway, how the hell did I get talking about that? Um, Atlanta. I think, and what I've said all along, we need to get rid of what we don't need and keep what's true to the show. I'm sorry for those that don't agree. Candy is Atlanta. Maybe not the show Atlanta, but Candy is the city of Atlanta. Everybody down there loves Candy. Candy is like the mayor of Atlanta. Everybody wants to work with Candy. Candy's just that girl. One, because she's so ingrained in the music scene, but now she's ingrained in the restaurant business down there. In every fabric of life in Atlanta, Candy is ingrained. So I think Candy needs to be on this show. And plus, Candy always got some shit going on. So I don't mind why I love watching smart, savvy business women on TV. So I, I think we need to keep her. I'm sorry, but Kenya Moore needs to stay as well. And quite honestly, if I if we only bringing back two or three, those two, and then everybody else could be a chop. Y'all know I really want Drew Sedora to come back because I'd like to see her and Ralph's relationship play out. But we need to add back some players too. See, ideally, okay, that's three right there. I would say, ooh, I'm going to say seven people total. For some reason in Atlanta, they will not do seven. They've never done seven. They did seven for those like two or three episodes in season five. That was it. But we've never had a seven-person cast, okay? Um, I think we need Kenya, Candy, Drew. We need to bring back Portia. I think we need another well-known veteran to return as well. You know, I love me some Cynthia. I would not be opposed to Cynthia coming back. But do I necessarily need Cynthia in 
this capacity, maybe a friend role at first. Obviously, I know they're working to get, from the rumors that we keep hearing, they're working to get two big names to come back to the show. I think most people are thinking, oh my God, they're going after NeNe and Portia. Y'all, I don't know if NeNe is going to work out. I don't know if they go bring NeNe back with these lawsuits and all like that. I just, I don't know if that's going to happen. If they do, NeNe and Portia, that is ideal for me. Love them. Want it to happen. But if they can't, I think they're going to try to go after Kim Zosiak. And let me tell you something. While normally I'm kind of staunch opposed to this. Well, I actually, I can go back and forth about Kim. But while usually I would be a staunch opponent of this, Kim might be desperate enough that she needs it now. Now Kim would have to show up and have to actually have to go on these cast trips, which they've never made her do in the past. She had to go on the cast trips, come to every single function. Now she can't be too good because she needs them checks. You tell her you can only get this check if your ass show up to Candy's event. You only get this check if your ass come to Porsche's house. You only ask getting this check if you only show up to go to Blue Ridge. Like, no. It is what it is. You ain't getting this check if you don't come. And we all know Kim Zosiak needs the money right now. So, I'd be here for it. I'm sorry. I'd be here for it. I'd be here for it. I, I we need some mess. And then give me two entirely new people. Now, if you want one of those new people to be somebody that we know, like, uh, you can't afford her, but like a Keisha Kaor, that would, listen, Akisha K.O. would be life to me. But then my thing is, if you can get NeNe back, you can get Mariah Hook on her. So get Mariah Hook ass on Marathon Medicine. I mean, I'm Marathon Medicine. Uh, on Atlanta Housewives, too. And then give us one new girl. That That's the formula right there. That's the formulaic right there, okay? I, I know y'all gonna fight me uh, tooth and nail about... I think most people are on board with, with Kenya coming back, but I think most of y'all gonna fight me tooth and nail about both Candy and Drew coming back. Well, damn y'all, okay? <laughs> damn y'all ass. I need both of them back. I need Kenya back. I need Portia back, of course, because one, I feel like I don't get to see enough, except on Instagram, but enough of Portia's absolutely fabulous lifestyle. Like, this lady is, like, Portia is winning, okay? Her own bank account and Simon's, okay? That lady is getting everything bought for her. She buying all the things. She going on the trips. She it everything, okay? I need, and you know what? See, this was go gag, y'all. When Portia come back, bitch, I don't even want to call her Portia no more. They, she has an African name. Now, let me see what, I think it's Isosia, something like, I, bitch, I want you to start going by Isosia. I don't want you to go by Portia no more. You Isosia from now on. Let me see. I think she got in her profile. I remember when she announced it on there that day. She was like, my name is, my Nigerian name is Isosia. It's something like that. Listen, she ain't got it on here, but uh, damn it. Uh, that's going to be the name, bitch, okay? That's gonna be the name. I don't even want Porsche on there no more. Bye, Porsche Williams. Hello, Associa Gabaldia. Damn it, that's gonna be the name, okay? Then Nene, you just found you somebody ran on Mary and you come on back to <laughs> Not you gotta be married, but I know you wanna be. So find you some man to marry. Don't marry that man that that man you've been fool line with for a long time. Leave his leave his ass wherever the hell he at, okay? Leave him where he at. Let him be over there, and you come on over here. Oh, Lord, I'm talked out on damn Atlanta Housewives. Y'all, those are the rumors going on. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not, but 
we need to get my girls back to the shape that they've been in. Like we we got to get back to at least at the very minimum season 12-ish, 11, 12-ish, somewhere around there. Like obviously we can go back to the golden years and try to mimic that cast again, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. We just, we, we need to return to true form, okay? And if going to a new production company is the way you feel you need to do it, then do that. I'm sure Eric Fuller gets snatched right up. The man now has a, a resume under his belt that is quite sizable. I'm sure everybody on their team will be okay. If you, let me tell you something. If you need a buffer before you found like your true production team that you want to do it, let Carlton Jordan and those those girls and gays over there on the damn uh, Salt Lake City housewives. Let them, because Salt Lake City has become like the episodic TV that Atlanta used to be. Atlanta used to be premiere TV. You have to tune in, watch every episode, get your kikis, get your laugh. And next episode, we'll take a little mention of the past, but it'll give you a whole new thing, a whole new drama to build off of. They are doing it right and if y'all need Carlton Jordan to come over there to Atlanta, I mean, I'm not staunchly opposed to it. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not. For those of you that are constantly checking in on me about my health and wellness journey, I appreciate you. And I especially appreciate my friends over at Green Chef, the sponsor of this episode. Eating clean has never tasted so good. Y'all know I started working with a personal trainer last year and was oh so happy to find out that the clean meals offered by Green Chef would fit into my new way of eating effortlessly. With Green Chef, you can count on meals that are good for your taste buds, good for your body, and good for the planet. Green Chef offers unique farm fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins. When I settled in at night to watch the latest Marvel movie streaming on demand or to watch whatever apocalyptic thriller that HBO has out, y'all know I love me some Pedro Pascal, I do so with one of those protein-packed options from Green Chef. There's nothing worse than being hungry while you're planning a zombie takeover, okay? Take it from me. I've never had a bad experience with any of the meals that I've made from Green Chef and I'm always looking to see what combination I'm going to make for dinner next. Choosing Green Chef means choosing real, wholesome foods that don't just fill you up, but also support a healthy lifestyle. It's more than just satisfying hunger. It's about feeling good with every single bite. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everybody. I love switching between the two brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to greenchef.com slash 60comics and use code 60comics to get 60% off, plus 20% off your next two months. Again, go to greenchef.com slash 60comics and use code 60comics to get 60% off, plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's talk about the traders. Shout out to Donnie of the I Am The Cute One podcast for threatening to beat my ass on a daily basis if I did not watch season two of The Traders. Now, look, he tried to get me to watch season one. I didn't think it was just for me, but it turns out the casting just wasn't what I needed for season one. I hated half the people that was on there, and then I didn't know the other half. So it was like, I'm not interested in learning what this show is. None of that. This season, however, oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Oh, yeah. Now, this 
is what I needed, okay? I am into the traders 100%. Let's go through the cast. Let's start off. Let's just go to the cast. All these people arrived in Scotland and, you know, it's, it's, it's Scotting the way it needs to Scott, okay? Um, first up, we got John. I'm just going through the Wikipedia page, okay? First up, we got Johnny Bananas. Child, them people got Johnny Bananas off that damn show so fast. Let me tell you something. One thing about Johnny Bananas... He gonna agree to be on the TV show. That man knows my bread and butter is being in your face. I'm on. I always need to be on TV. I ain't got nothing else going on. I got to be on TV in order to make some money. So this man sit up, and he comes on any show that would have him. He just got done. I don't know how the hell he got done with House of Villains so fast and still made his connecting flight over to Scotland. But he did it. Okay, child. Them people say, "Oh hell no, ma'am." Baby, they got his ass up off this show so fast. I ain't never seen nobody get voted off a show that damn fast since we was doing, uh, you remember in the top model days when Tyra had them folks show up to a location? <laughs> Tyra had them girls show up to a location and be like, 18 of you are moving into the house, but there are 19 of you here. Who's not going to have a bed? It's like, wait a minute, Tyra. Damn, I just flew all the way here, halfway across the country. I was living in Compton, and you got me in New York, and you tell me that I might not get in the house. I know you lied. Tyra do some low-down shit like that, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, we got Peppermint. Peppermint was super, super interesting to watch on this show because Peppermint really fumbled the bag. We go talk, I'm going to go through like kind of like the, the three episodes and kind of give like very, very high level. But overall, I, I would have loved to see way more of Peppermint on this show. Unfortunately, she was not murdered by the traitors. She was voted out by the rest of the cast. The first one to be voted out, I believe. Yeah, the first one to be voted out because child, they said Peppermint was doing too much. Well, no, I didn't say she was doing too much, but Trishel from the real world who was catching back shots in New Orleans, no, in uh, Las Vegas back in the day. She was the one that led the charge against Peppermint. Then somebody said, I feel so bad. I feel so... Well, you led the charge. You the one that's transphobic, okay? That's your problem, all right? Uh, we got Marcus Jordan, who you know is one half of Marcus and Larsa. They got their boring-ass podcast, but you probably know him mostly as Michael Jordan's son and as a cast member adjacent on The Real Housewives of Miami. Child away them ratings looking. I don't know if y'all recognize either one of them from that damn show, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we've got Maxim, a.k.a. Max, who was, you know, our Dancing with the Stars poppy. He is no longer on there, I don't think. I think he was on his show for, I don't know, 20 years. I, child, I don't damn know. But he not on there no more, and now he fool along with these people over here. Maybe he is on there. Actually, wait a minute. I think him and America Chavez just won uh, Dancing with the Stars this past season. I, you know, you see, let me tell you something. I get this microphone in front of me, and I just sit up and lie in a minute. I don't know why I do this. That man is still on that damn show. Let me let me cut it out. Uh, we've got John. I don't know John last name, okay? We got John. I just know his name is John. Let me tell you something. These people been turning John ass every which way but loose on this damn show. John is a, a former politician in, uh, I want to say in Parliament in the UK. He, I think he was like the, maybe the the Speaker of the House over there. Or what, what is John? John, um, let me think. I, I, he was a former member of Parliament. That's all I remember. I don't remember his exact, exact title, but... Why this man is on this show and how they got him on here, I don't know. But let me tell you something. He is funny to me, okay? 
John don't know what the hell going on. He just started to be there. His ass fighting with Tamra and MJ from Shards of Sunset. If this ain't the most random beef I never seen, that's the most entertaining beef in history, baby. I'm enjoying every single uh, little minute of it, okay? We got Bergie, Burgalicious, Karsten Bergerson, aka Bergie from Love Island, USA. We loves us some Bergie. Y'all know we loves us some Bergie. I'll tell you why later, but right now, we real nervous for Bergie, okay? I love me some Bergie. Bergie don't do nothing to nobody. Bergie, Bergie looks good, okay? I don't care what nobody say. Bergie didn't got them teeth fixed. He uh didn't got that skincare down, that hair looking good. Taylor from Love Island, she didn't really make Bergie step it up, okay? That's a good looking couple, and I loves them, okay? I don't care. Y'all always voting for the people that don't stay together on Love Island. Wait, who, who won this damn season? Who won this past season a little bit? Why I can't remember? Why I can't remember nobody else that was on this show? Oh, Hannah and Marco. If y'all don't go to hell, I, mm-mm. If it is, uh, acne, you know what? Let me stop. <laughs> Marco, I was about to, ooh, I was about to give you a taste. I'm not going to do it. I was about to give you a taste. Uh, Trishel ass from Las Vegas Real World. Trishel, can your ass on somewhere. I'm so sick. I'm tired of Trishel so damn bad already. I, mm-mm. You can go on somewhere. Ain't no much to say about her. Um, we're about to get Kate Chastain in the house, which is kind of insane. But you know what? Love Kate. I don't mind her coming on. So come on, Kate. I don't know if she's going to be a traitor or what the twist is, but she's coming. So that's going to be a good time. We got my baby love, Ekin Sue. Ekin Sue from Love Island, UK, a.k.a. The Perfect Islander, yes, because she kept up all of the shit. When them men, when Davide did her wrong, she moved the hell on to somebody else. Then she came back, moved on, came back, moved on. She did. She got her love out experience, okay? She did what she needed to do. We love us some Ekin Sue. And then she went on to win with the man, okay? I know that's right, Ekin. Um, Sandra, who's won Survivor like twice, uh, Survivor Queen, okay? The other lady thinks she's a Survivor Queen. Yanked. Sorry to tell you, yanked. Um, my boy, my big brother King. You know, I have a couple, I have a couple of royalty in the Big Brother family. Y'all know I love me some Rachel. I don't know why she's so worrisome to everybody, but she really tickles me. I love me some Rachel. I love me some Janelle, my Big Brother queen. She's on here as well. I might as well talk about both of them at the same time. Janelle and my king, Dan Geesling. I love both of them. And I'm so glad that Dan was picked to be a traitor, okay? Dan is the perfect one for this. And he is really sitting back and letting these people attack each other every time. I love it. Now, I don't know how long this shit go last. Because it seems like MJ and uh, Larsa Pippen are on his ass like back pockets. But we're going to see how long he lasts. I love me some Dan Geesling. He's good at this shit. Two-time winner of Big Brother. Uh, we got MJ from Shaw's of Sunset. Good to see her back on TV. I, those are my uh, podcast platform buddies. Y'all know we both signed the Cloud 10. Hey, boo. They was supposed, you know what? They was supposed to come on the podcast. Let me, I just thought about that. I'm going to get MJ on here to talk, um, child, what the shit called? Traders. I'm going to get MJ on here to come talk traders. And we go, we go get into some things, okay? Let me make a note of that because, girl, I'll be forgetting. MJ Traders. <laughs> Email. Okay. <laughs> Child, I'll still, be, I'll still look at that post no later on. Like, what the fuck is this? Um, Tamara Jill. Yeah, now y'all know I love me some Tamara. 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 What the OC needs in life, because baby OC was struggling, but the OC is back, okay? Y'all know I love me some Tamara. That's my baby on Instagram. I'd I like me some Tamara. And Tamara 
is getting it started as she always does on this damn show. See, that's what's so interesting to me about a show like Traders. Traders is interesting because you put all these personalities, especially like reality TV personalities in the house, and everybody it's when you really see like who the actual personalities are. Like everybody is in theory as big as each other, but no, they're not like Sheree in the back. Like all these people that you think would be like out front, like really leading some shit, like calling some stuff out. They're not. And it's just like, I'm like, dang, Sheree ain't throw one jab of shade. Ain't made not nary a joke, barely contributing. Like you really in the background. No, but Tamara Judge, oh, and her and that damn John were arguing about his asthma. That was some funny shit. The fact that this lady called that man out and asked him if he had an inhaler when they was running. Tamara, that tickled me, baby. That tickled me, okay? You don't owe me nothing, Tamara. We got... Kevin from Bling Empire. Y'all know I love me some Kevin. Listen, that damn Kevin, okay? <laughs> that damn Kevin, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Y'all better get into that damn Kevin. I'm so upset. I really hate the fact that Bling Empire was canceled. I never did get into the one with Dorothy Wang. I think that was a New York spinoff, and that's probably why they canceled all the shit. I, they gave me one season, then they, they said, you know what? We canceling all this damn shit. They so low down. Uh, we got Phaedra Parks. You know, she made her reemergence on Married to Medicine, and now she's on The Traders. It's all good with me. I love Phaedra on TV. I loved her on Ultimate Girls Trip. Loved her on The Housewives, obviously. It's very, you know, relevant to talk about now since we're talking about Atlanta and its heyday and how we get it back there. But I love Phaedra, and I love that they made her a traitor, too, and I'll talk about that soon. Uh, Janelle, my queen, I already talked about her. Larsa, I kind of talked about her, but let me say this. Larsa is doing a lot better than I thought she would, okay? I thought Larsa's ass is going to come in here just straight in line the whole time. trying to. Larsa is doing way better than I thought she would. Larsa, now look, I'm going to tell you what was low down. Phaedra sent up there hugging. <laughs> Phaedra sent up there hugging your ass and crying with you when Marcus didn't come with she wasn't crying with you. I think Phaedra was the only one crying in that moment because Lost couldn't get a tear out to save her life. I don't know if them damn tear ducts and dried up or what the hell didn't happen. That, listen, let me not. I was about to say something about that Botox. Lennon didn't put too much damn Botox in there or something, but I don't know what happened. But Lost tried to cry. Them tears would not come out. I said, oh, okay, I guess we're not sad about Marcus leaving. That's fine. Um, Lars, I apologize. You've been doing a lot better than I thought you would. I thought both you and Sheree would get on here and not know what the hell going on. Sheree still might be an early exit, okay? She got Phaedra to protect her right now. Right now. But I don't know how much longer that's going to last, okay? Uh, we got Parvati, who is a, another Survivor queen. She's, you know, uh, uh, her and Sandra have always been kind of competing back and forth to see who is the true queen of Survivor. And Sandra got the crown, sorry. Y'all, we got my baby CT. Y'all remember CT from the real world? He was originally on the real world of Paris, but then he's been doing like the challenge for the past like 20 years. So, chat, listen, I wonder if CT and their boy, I think his name was Adam. I wonder if CT and Albert Adam ever made up. Because when I tell y'all, <laughs> let me see. Or maybe it was Ace. No, it was Adam, I think. Adam. When I tell you Adam and CT used to fight when ct chased that boy halfway across paris he chased that boy from the damn uh uh from the eiffel tower to the louvre i mean it, it was a lot 
That boy ran past Emily and Paris. He, 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 that man ran past a lot of shit. He chased that boy just to whoop his ass in a foreign country. Baby, that was some funny shit. And I'm sorry, I don't want to advocate violence. I ain't trying to be violent, but if CT on it, it slaps. So, okay. We got Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete. Uh, Is that Pilot Pete? I think that's Pilot Pete. I think he uh went on to y'all know what I'm talking about. Just Pilot Pete Hale. Uh Pilot Pete, Pete Weber. He's on there. I he's very he seems to be like a very comforting soul. I like Pete. I like Pete on here. You know, them bachelor people annoy the hell out of me a lot of times too, but I like Pete. I think I I I think I'm drinking the Pete Kool-Aid. It probably tastes like <laughs> spoiled milk, but I'm I'm drinking the, the Pete Kool-Aid right now. And then to round out the cast, we got Sheree Whitfield, Atlanta House Wild. I just did enough talking about Sheree a little while ago. And Deontay Wilder, which is wild that we have a professional boxer on here, okay? Very, very wild. I'm uh here for it. I like it. Deontay is an anomaly to me because he <laughs> Deontay is funny because I, I, it's really true what they say that like people that like have to uh, like assert this much aggression like in their professional life really be the biggest like bleeding hearts in the real world. This man has cried at every single elimination. He's sad that he's sending people home. I guess he don't know that that's what that's the game. Listen, I, I something tells me. Deontay is going to wind up turning into Lamar Odom. You know how you just randomly be flicking through your channels. You're like, oh, what? Okay, this is another show that Lamar Odom on. Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom started on the Kardashians. He went on over to Big Brother. He took a, a trip past College Hill. Lamar, let me tell you something. Lamar Odom will do some TV, okay? Lamar Odom will give a damn what y'all think. He going to be on some TV. That man said, I might not play basketball no more. And I done spent up all my damn money on you know what. But I, it don't matter, okay? He spent all that money in uh in Nevada. Y'all know we're going in Nevada, but... We ain't gonna talk about it out loud, okay? <laughs> um, Deontay, you know what? If you want to become the 2024 uh, Lamar Odom, I'm okay with that. I'd like to see you on some more stuff because you gave that speech. When you gave that speech, aimed at Max, even though Max was a faithful and you thought he was a traitor, but that, that was drama, okay? I would expect this speech on RuPaul's Drag Race. That was drama, and I loved every minute of you gave that speech, bitch, okay? I'm not mad at you, sugar. Ooh, y'all, I love this cast. I love this cast so much. Let me just kind of run through the plot synopsis, kind of, or... or kind of recap what's happened so far. So they've all arrived. Um, you know, they got to talk with uh, Alan, who is the host of the show. And from there, he picked his two traders. It was Dan Geesling, my big brother King, and Phaedra Creonta Parts. Okay, y'all know Creonta. Phaedra Creonta Parts. He picked those two. And the twist was they got to meet up and they got to pick somebody else to be a trader. So first, they had to murder somebody. So the first casualty, Johnny Bananas, sent a strong message through the group. We not taking no shit and we getting you the hell off here. They said, look, Johnny Bananas and cash 13 reality TV checks in the past one year. He don't need no damn more. And I don't blame y'all. Get his ass up off of here, okay? They got rid of Johnny Bananas' ass so goddamn fast. He gone. And then they say, you know what? We got a lot of people we can consider. We can consider Sandra as our third trader. We can consider Janelle as our third trader. We can consider Parvati as our third trader. We might even consider Larsa. She's a good candidate. At the end of the day, they pick uh, Parvati. She's the third trader now because they're 
I love Dan's reasoning. Though Dan said, "Look, she far enough removed to us that they won't suspect us all working together because we barely talk. But also, if anything goes down, I can throw her ass under the bus, bitch. I know that's right, Dan. That's me, bitch. I don't even know you like that. What's your name? Per what? Per who? <laughs> per why, nigga? You? Uh, no. Nah, you can get the hell up out of here. So those are now three traders." The first mission, I think, was they had to build that uh, shield, like, logo in the water, you know, get all them pieces. Uh, they did all that, whatever, whatever, whatever. Janelle had immunity. Deontay had immunity, I think, and one other person had immunity. But they ended up, when they went to uh, deliberate about who should be eliminated, like, who's a traitor and who should get, like, the fuck out the house, they all landed on Peppermint. And they did so because Trishel, old trifling ass, said that they had a moment where she was like, uh, Peppermint told her, she was like, oh my God, I want to wear all my good fashions for you. And I want to do this and that. And Trishel was like, oh my God, I want to do that too. And she's like, well, if I get murdered, y'all know who did it. Ha ha ha. And Peppermint like gave her, a, you know, like a funny face, like laughing. But Trishel took it and told everybody. And even though uh, Sheree and everybody said, no, it was never like that. They still all voted her ass out, even Sheree. See, Sheree, that's why you worsome. Because if you knew that that situation wasn't like that, you could have easily voted for somebody else. But your ass sat up there and voted for Peppermint anyway. Sheree, you... Oh, Jesus. That girl really works my nerves. Anyway, moving on. Episode 2. Uh, Now they got to murder somebody else. At the end of episode 1... Uh, Marcus told, um, um, uh, or maybe it was the end of episode two, child, I don't know. At the end of one of them episodes, he told him, he was like, look, Dan, you don't talk enough. I don't like that. I'm coming for you, bitch. And Dan was like, oh, Lord, we got to get him the fuck out of here. So they, uh, the traders got together and they got Marcus the hell up out of there. Child, when they went to breakfast trying to see who was going to show up, Phaedra sitting up there crying on Larsa, holding her tight. You got to manifest that he's going to come through her. <laughs> Knowing she had just voted that man off the day before. Phaedra, you hell, baby. If Phaedra can't do nothing else, Phaedra can lie. We can always count on Phaedra for a good country Athens Creonta lie, okay? Phaedra lied. That man got up off of there. Now Larsa is more determined than ever to find the traitor. Child, they do another challenge where they got to run some scarecrows all through the thing. And then they got to come back and deliberate again. And on this one, they deliberate. But on this time, they're like, okay, nope, nope, nope. Max, he the one. He been acting real strange ever since they announced that third traitor. It's him. Ever since Peppermint left, it's him, it's him, it's him. He got to go, he got to go, he got to go. Get him out, get him out, get him out. Hate you, bitch, hate you, bitch, hate you, bitch. So then they got Max out. Child, it was a lot of stuff. Now, the next time, Bergie really shined. In the elimination, not the elimination, in the challenge, he helped them win like $19,500. That was good. That was tea. So now people respect Bergie. But then we find out that they actually, they not, they aren't able to, uh, what is it? Like, you know how they normally just like murder somebody uh, when the traders talk? No. They were like, okay, this one is a little bit different. We need you to get somebody to drink out of this chalice. So now they're trying to get somebody to drink out the chalice. Okay, so now uh, Parvati is walking around trying to get folks to take a sip of this damn drink. And uh, the cliffhanger was, and we about to find out who the hell she wants to drink out this drink. Y'all, I'm obsessed with this damn show. I want to hear all of your damn thoughts. I want to have as much trader talk on this as I possibly can on this podcast. I asked y'all on Instagram, I said, who's watching the traders? Do you plan to? Do you want me to cover it? 
overwhelmingly y'all said, yes, I'm watching and talk about it. So bitch, I'm watching and I'm gonna talk about it, okay? Whoo, y'all, that's all I got in me. I'm out of breath. I can't breathe. I'll be back probably tomorrow with a Salt Lake City episode because I want to talk about Salt Lake City. I might talk about Beverly Hills too, but I'm behind on them. So I'm, I'm going to catch up on everybody and I'm gonna, I'll do a Housewives episode tomorrow, okay? Y'all, I've been Kendrick and I'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.